Hello, I'm Tyler Green, head of community at Pod People and your host for Pod People's podcast for people who make podcasts. On today's show, we've got our fearless leader and founder of Pod People, Rachel King, and our head of business development, Ann Fuse. They both found some time in their closets to talk about the current trends they're seeing in podcasting. You've already met Rachel in episode one, and if you haven't listened, please go back and check it out. It's really our chance to introduce ourselves to you. But this week, you're going to hear more from Ann Fuse, the person leading the charge to expand Pod People's client base from smaller, independent businesses to bigger companies like Netflix and Wondery. She's also instrumental in helping our clients figure out what kind of projects, people, and production help they need. TLDR, Anne is an incredible asset to Pod People and this conversation. Today's quick burst of podcasting business trends digs into recent audio company acquisitions, how they are reshaping the landscape, why we're seeing an increase in original IP from the big players, and how a possible triopoly might be in the industry's future. Triopoly. In all of the money-changing hands in this industry of late, there is perhaps one exchange that has garnered the most attention, Amazon's acquisition of Wondery. We join Rachel and Ann as they get into the specifics. I would love to know how you're thinking about Amazon buying Wondery, because Wondery arguably is one of the podcast companies that has done a really good job of turning their podcasts into TV and films, which is super interesting, right? Like you can't really talk about podcasting, certainly podcasts in Hollywood without thinking about the podcast to visual media pipeline. Exactly. And that's what intrigues me the most about this acquisition. And as I see it as increasingly, we're seeing more podcasting becoming the next new IP pipeline. It used to be books for mm-hmm. the longest time. You'd get a great book option and you'd turn it into a movie. Look at, you know, Woman in the Window is a perfect example. And now I think Wondery yeah. is becoming that. If you look at the success of things like Dirty John and Homecoming on Amazon, I feel like Amazon thought of this as another opportunity to really increase the amount of IP. I wonder if Homecoming was like the impetus for this buy, right? Because Spotify bought Gimlet and Parcast, who both arguably have a decent pipeline for turning podcasts into visual assets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I do think Homecoming was one of the first to kick it off. It's really the crime series that do so well with conversion IP. And mm-hmm. in general, I mean, we're seeing such a shift in the way that podcast storytelling is changing. You know, we used to see the pod saves of the world and the Joe Rogans, you know, being very driven by just sort of that chat show type. And now we're seeing this huge shift into narrative, you know, character rich, limited run series. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because the former makes more money, more reliable ad dollars. But then the, the latter is where you see the huge option fees. And we're seeing that across the board. I mean, Netflix is diving into podcasting, presumably for more IP for their film and TV. A lot of the shows that we make for Netflix, for example, are companion pieces to their visual assets or something that augments or supplements their visual shows. And I think that is going to be Apple's strategy for their original content. We've already started to see this Mm -hmm. as well with the new show. And obviously, they're doing a lot of podcasts that will complement their musical artists. And so I think that's a brilliant 
Like that's a no brainer Mm -hmm. to me that that's a great place to start is with smart companion content to your visual assets. And then I think it makes sense to shift to, okay, now let's do more expensive, Mm -hmm. narrative driven, character driven stuff now that we have kind of got a foothold and know how this works. Exactly. And it's also a way for them to really secure that audience base. I mean, if you have a built in fan base, like for a Dirty John or a Homecoming where you just had such avid fans, again, usually it's in the true Mm -hmm. crime space where you have these just cult-like fans, then you can secure an IP and sort of de-risk whatever money you're putting into this to your project, basically. Like, you know that you're going to have a built-in audience. You know that there's going to be fan engagement. And so you can sleep better knowing that there's going to be avid fans behind this, no matter what direction you go in. We've talked a lot about the content-based acquisitions, which we saw Spotify bought Gimlet, Mm -hmm. Parcast, The Ringer. We saw iHeart bought Stuff Media and Vox Nest. We saw Entercom buying Pineapple Street. But I think we also need to talk about purchases that were more on the technical side. So like Mm -hmm. hosting platforms and ad platforms. So Spotify obviously just Mm -hmm. bought Megaphone, which was a huge one. They also bought Anchor, which was sort of a gateway drug for people who didn't want to handle any of the editing or have a really, really simple way Mm -hmm. to do it. And then obviously SiriusXM bought Simplecast. We should also mention that they acquired Stitcher. Mm -hmm. And then Entercom buying Cadence 13, New York Times buying Autumn. It's happening in a big way on Mm -hmm. both sides, the content IP side, as well as the technical and infrastructure and advertising side. And I really see this as a very smart play on the side of Spotify and the New York Times because they're all diversifying their revenue streams, which is super smart. I mean, not only are they investing in their ad dollars and also their IP, but also when it comes to things like podcast services. I mean, that's really why Spotify bought Megaphone is to sort of control the ecosystem. Exactly. It's now not a closed ecosystem, but a comprehensive ecosystem where they can provide literally everything to you. And arguably, that's what SiriusXM was trying to achieve with Stitcher and Mm -hmm. Simplecast. I think those were so recent and Megaphone as well that we're still waiting to see exactly how that shakes out and how everything ends up working together. But I think that's the intent. Absolutely. And then just the fact in general that it can be a one-stop shop. I mean, just like you said, that's where the real money comes, right? Because you have all these Mm -hmm. different pipelines for money. And then you can have people come to you and then they rely on you much more versus it used to be such a disparate industry and a little bit more scrappy. And now we're seeing this big consolidation phase. Yeah. Speaking of that, let's talk about monopolies. (laughs) You know, I would argue that a few months ago, it looked like Spotify might be sort of running away with being the leader and having a monopoly on this industry because it just felt like Apple was going to let them keep making acquisitions and stealing market Mm -hmm. share. Then, of course, we had Amazon make the Wondery purchase. So obviously, they have some work to do, certainly in terms of market share. But now I think they're in a position to do that. And Apple, we're finally hearing some rumblings about all the original content they've been working on for the past few months coming to light. We're hearing changes to the algorithm where they would potentially be making recommendations and discovery based on your personal tastes as opposed to just the editorial recommendations that they do right now. And of course, they have the charts, but it sounds like they are developing more of an equivalent to Spotify's Discover Mm -hmm. Weekly, where it would say, based on your specific interests, here are shows that we think, which is super exciting, because obviously they still 
still do have the majority market share, especially in the United States. Yeah, everyone kept talking about Spotify running away with it and what is Apple doing? And I admit I was the same. I was like, why is Apple kind of sitting on this? But they have so many revenue streams and they have so much money. This is never going to be the huge moneymaker for them. Yeah. Yes, but they're calculated and they've been sitting on this for a while. And while Spotify has been gobbling up all these companies, Apple's been slow burning, if we want to use a podcast reference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We do. Great show. And I think that, you know, we're just starting to see the beginning of that. They're never going to let Spotify walk away with this, at least for now. And like you said, they still have a huge market share, especially in the U.S. I mean, I think it's like 60 percent of people still listen on Apple. Don't quote me on that. That's the latest stat I, I read. And then I think with Amazon buying Wondery, I think it just really shows that there might be the start of a triopoly, perhaps. And I'd love to see that because then we still have competition in the market. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, I want a nuclear arms race, right? Where all these companies and like Google, where are you? You know, Google keeps saying they're really going to get in the race. Come on in. The water's fine. Let's do it. Exactly. I am waiting for Google. And Google has the whole smart speaker angle, which is another thing that Amazon has increase on the market. Also, Android phones. Yes. Like, most of the world uses Mm -hmm. Android phones. And so if they really wanted to amp up their support of Google Podcasts and, like, the way that they put it forward, I mean, I know it's installed on the phone, but it seems like they could be doing a lot more to really make a play for the space. And I think Google's kind of doing what Apple was doing, but a few years behind them in terms of like, they have their eye on it. They understand it's there. They know it's something they want to get into, but they're not bothered with it right now. They're slowly Mm -hmm. going to be entering into the race, if that makes sense. I think we'll see Google have a huge play like two years from now. Will it be too late by then? That's a good call because I feel like we're seeing the tipping point in podcasting in a great way in the next like year or two. Like I think this renaissance is going to continue to explode and hopefully it won't be too late for Google by then. But Rach, I'm curious to think who you think will win out in this whole podcasting I know. wars. People love yes, a prediction. I want to hear your prediction. So <laughs> my hopes and dreams are that no one mm-hmm. wins and that they all keep fighting and money keeps pouring into all the little Mm -hmm. indie shows and production shops. But if I have, if my hand is forced, I think that as of right now, I would say that Apple can and will do it. Even if it's just a pride thing. (laughs) Like, I don't know if it's going to be a moneymaker. And that it would actually be my preference Mm -hmm. too out of, you know, the big players. I think assuming that they change their UI and make the pod player better, but whatever, people use it. So clearly it doesn't matter. I'm the only one who's out here like diehard for Overcast. But I want it to be Apple. And I think that they still have the easiest road to Mm -hmm. winning. They just have to make the decision, pull the trigger and like fully move forward. They would also need to make Apple Podcasts available on other phones, I think, in order to truly capture the international. Otherwise, you know, Spotify is already winning, I believe, market share of international phones because you can get that on any phone. So... You know, my prediction is that Apple will hold on to U.S. Mm -hmm. market share and do what they need to do in order to achieve that, whereas Spotify will win international. For a while, you know, I was thinking Spotify is really getting ahead of the game. I really think they're pouring so much time and resources into this. But at the end of the day, they're not Apple. They're a fraction of Apple. And if Spotify were to dominate the podcasting industry, I think we would need to see a big shift, which we're kind of seeing already, but they would need to really diversify their offerings and their Mm -hmm. revenue streams in order to really secure that spot. For now, I think my money's on Apple as well. All right. Well, there you have it. Everyone loves a prediction. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) 
A big thank you to Rachel and Anne for walking us through what's been happening on the business side of podcasting. Though we consider Rachel and Anne titans of this industry, this does not make them experts and anything said in this episode should not be taken as business advice. If during the course of this episode you experienced the feeling of euphoria, enjoyment, or enlightenment, it was purely by design and you should not be worried. If at any point you felt you should take any words here in as stone cold facts, please speak with your lawyer and possibly financial advisor before making any business decisions upon them. Pod People's Podcast for people who make podcasts. Take once weekly with headphones. Best results heard when listening on a walk while doing dishes or while standing awkwardly in the middle of the room in amazed silence. On next week's episode of Pod People's Podcast, for people who make podcasts, I will be shining a light on community member Sam Walker, who moved with her family to Phoenix, Arizona from Manchester, UK, after a 15-year career as a broadcaster for the BBC. And what does she do here? You guessed it. She makes podcasts. We were sitting in a pool with a beer at five o'clock and it was 110 degrees and we were looking at a cacti and a sunset and a mountain and went, this place is crazy, this desert city. Let's do this. The Pod People team is Rachel King, Ann Fuse, Matt Sav, me, Tyler Green, Danielle Roth, Sammy Reed, Isabel Janaeus, Alexa Brooks Major, Devin Wilson, and Erica Wong. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Be sure to join our Facebook group. It's called Pod People Community on Facebook.com slash PODPPL. All of these are linked in the show notes. And again, if you haven't filled out an intake survey yet to join our community, you can find that at PodPeople.com slash producers. Remember, we're here for you, so reach out to us at hello at podpeople.com. We love to hear about what shows you're working on, what shows you're listening to and loving, and maybe which ones you aren't. Thank you so much for listening. When I met Rachel, we just had this amazing energy and chemistry. I feel like this is a dating story now. It's taken a turn. I know, turn. it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> How we found each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 